How to keep your microbiome happy. This is the Dr. Lamb Show, and we're here to talk about integrative medicine and empower you to take control of your health. Make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel, as this is the best way that we can make our show more visible. I'm Dr. Carrie Lamb, family medicine physician, and I've completed fellowships in functional and metabolic medicine, and I love nutrition and lifestyle medicine. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeremy Lamb. I'm an internal medicine doctor, also board certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine. And today we're going to be talking about the microbiome. And so the microbiome is consists of trillions of microorganisms of thousands of different species. And these include not only bacteria, but fungi, parasites, and viruses as well. And in a healthy person, these bugs coexist peacefully with the largest numbers found in the small and the large intestines, but throughout the body. And each person has a unique as well as entirely uh, unique network of microbiota that is originally determined by one's DNA. A person is first exposed to these microorganisms as an infant during delivery in the birth canal and through the mother's breast milk. Exactly what microorganisms the infant is exposed to depends solely on the species found in the mother. And later on, environmental exposures and diet can also change one's microbiome to be either beneficial to health or place one at greater risk for disease. I also think that it's very important to know that you have microbiome not only in your gut, but really everywhere, like your skin, your lungs, uh, um, that are beneficial to your body. And like you said, they have so much more DNA compared to our own DNA. So making sure that your microbiome is happy and healthy is so important to even your own health. And so the microbiome can consist of microbes that are both helpful and potentially harmful. Most are symbiotic where humans live and benefit with the microbiota both benefiting each other. And some in smaller numbers are pathogenic, meaning it, it causes disease. In a healthy body, pathogenic and symbiotic microbiota can exist without problems in, in balance. But if there's a disturbance in that balance brought on by infections, illnesses, certain um, diets or prolonged use of antibiotics or other bacteria destroying medications, dysbiosis can occur. And this can stop your normal interactions and cause an imbalance and make your body more susceptible to disease. So how, are, how can we actually help the microbiome? We are going to talk about the five R's. So Dr. Jeremy, can you start with the first R um, of helping the gut? Yeah, so the first R is remove. And that's where you want to remove the bad bacteria. You want to remove the irritants as well as the food toxicities that's triggering you. Removing and finding what is irritating is very important. For some people, it could be gluten. Sometimes it can be dairy, soy, corn, or sugar. Sometimes it can be almonds or peanuts as well. So you want to make sure that you find the foods that's triggering you and remove them from your diet. 
Other things could also be pesticides that you could be eating. So you want to make sure that you try to eat as organic as you can, because these toxins can really cause uh, more issues in your gut and actually contribute to leaky gut as well, which is another topic in itself. Right. You don't want any of the unwanted microbes. So you want to make sure that you wash your vegetables and your fruits really well as well. And you can soak them in baking soda and vinegar ahead of time uh, in order to wash it. I like to actually wash my vegetables in ozonated water. And so uh, there's also an app called Think Dirty uh, by the Environmental Working Group that you can actually make sure that you're not putting into your body any toxins, uh, whether it's the soaps that you're using, the laundry detergents, the shampoos, those types of um, chemicals can also disrupt uh, your gut and also produce toxins in you. So that's why you want to remove anything that, that can cause your microbiome to be unhappy. So what is the second R, Dr. Jimmy? Uh, one other thing I wanted to add is before you have to also remove uh, the bad bacteria there. So we do quite a few testing, you know, testing for uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO. So you either do a breath test, you do a in-depth stool analysis to really find out what your gut bacteria is and what good and bad bacteria you have. And you go through a protocol in trying to remove that bad bacteria. Uh, and you need to make sure that you go about doing that before approaching the second R, which is then to replace what is lacking. And how do we do that, Dr. Carey? So replacing is making sure that you have enough good uh, digestive enzymes or acid in your stomach to help digest or bile to help with the fat processing. So if you don't have enough of these and fiber, okay, to help move things along, then you want to replace it. So how do you get acid? It can be from uh, betaine hydrochloric acid. Uh, you can try apple cider vinegar as a protocol to see whether you would feel less bloated when you are replacing um, some acid because a lot of times people do get bloated when they don't digest our foods enough if they don't have enough stomach acid. So that can be a good challenge to try. Um, Digestive enzymes can also be taken with meals in order to help digest your food a little better, especially protein that can be harder to digest. So that uh, replacing your digestive enzymes can be very important. And if you have a hard time digesting fat, then, you know, digestive bitters or bile can also, ox bile can help that. So that's the second R to replace what you are lacking in. And a lot of these things can also be tested. If you don't have enough enzymes in, uh, that your pancreas makes, um, that can be tested in a stool test. Another thing that you can replace is fiber. So psyllium husk is a great way to actually bulk up your stool, help you have um, nice form stool if you drink enough water and get enough fiber in your body, along with, you know, uh, vegetables and um, bran, or other types of fibrous fruits like prunes, pears, peaches, yeah, all the pea fruits tend to help you go a little um, easier. So that's the replacing, okay? So what's the next R? The third R would be to re-inoculate. And so that means that to introduce 
some of the good bacteria back in after you've really replaced and gotten rid of the bad bacteria, as well as uh, replacing all the things that could be wrong there. And so a couple ways that you can re-inoculate is to use fermented foods, probiotics, uh, and such. Now, I love to use fermented foods because that's really the natural way to do it. And so such as in the Korean culture, they use kimchi, but every civilization really has some kind of fermented foods. Uh, sauerkraut can also be wine, yogurt, kombucha, uh, all of those can really help introduce good probiotics uh, into your system by re-inoculating your gut. Yeah, miso soup, one of my favorites, uh, and uh, pickles uh, uh, can also help uh, re-inoculate. And then also introducing uh, prebiotics. So probiotics are the actual bugs, right, that you're giving lactobacillus or saccharomyces, but then you have prebiotics that are foods that actually feed your gut bacteria, and those are like chia seeds um, or garlic or onion or um, those types of foods that, can, that your, your gut would love, uh, your gut microbiome would love, and it keeps them happy. So uh, re-inoculating with the right amount is also important. So if you're taking probiotics, I generally recommend to do it on an empty stomach in the morning, okay, so that you can actually uh, absorb or you can um, feed your microbiome in the right way. And not always doing the same type of probiotic. A rotation of a few would probably be the best so that you have a different variety of bugs in your system. And also understanding that you don't want to overdo it because your body's balance has to be maintained over time. So you can also take too much probiotics sometimes. And so a lot of um, our patients have come there, they've taken billions and billions of probiotics, and then they get constipated, or they, on the other hand, they can get diarrhea also. So um, making sure you know the right amount, the right type, the right frequency, the right rotation, um, when you're taking probiotics is very important. And the fourth art is repair, where you want to repair the gut lining after it's been bombarded with a lot of toxins. And so some things that you can do uh, to help is to repair using bone broth. That's why we really love having people take some bone broth because it has collagen, which helps to heal the gut lining. Colostrum, which is also the first milk that comes out of cows or mothers, is full of immunoglobulin A, which helps to heal the gut as well. Also helps the immune system in your gut. Glutamine is also very, very important. And actually glutamine is an amino acid and is actually called the intestinal permeability factor. And so if you combine it with other compounds such as pantothene and DHEA, has a really fantastic uh, approach in healing and stabilizing the gut. And glutamine, you got to be careful. It can be a little more stimulating and you have to do it in the right amount, uh, stimulating if your body's weak. And so, but glutamine, you do have to take it much pretty high doses in order for it to truly start to repair and heal the gut lining. And this is not like a quick fix, right? Usually you do need to take these for a few months in order to really see the gut heal. And 
So glutamine is a great one. Um, collagen also uh, has very beneficial effects in healing the gut. You, you want to be very careful about giving collagen to someone who has a C. diff or a chronic C. diff infection because it can actually feed the C. diff. Um, so be very careful of that. Uh, what are some other supplements that can help heal the gut? Aloe vera is another good one. Uh, we use it every day and you have to take it in a supplement form to really be able to get enough of it. Aloe vera juice is still good, but uh, definitely the supplement form is good. And same with licorice as it can really repair the gut lining. Other one is also zinc carnosine that can also help to repair the gut lining as well. So there's a lot of different supplements that can uh, help heal leaky gut. You just have to make sure that you take the right amount. And like we said, it has to be dose dependent as well as making sure that you're taking it long enough to make sure that your gut lining is healing and to make sure that your intestinal permeability is not leaking through anymore. Right. So that brings us up to the fifth R, which is to restore. And this one is very important to restore your mind and your body to de-stress. So those lifestyle factors in order to help you retain a healthy environment is important to keep your body in balance. So whatever you can do, whether it's breathing exercises, um, cleaning out your calendar, providing boundaries, getting some support, restoring your mind is very important to restoring your body. And so um, those are our five R's for helping to keep your microbiome happy. So just to recap, the first R was to remove. The second R is to replace what you're lacking. The third R is to re-inoculate with beneficial bacteria. The fourth R is to repair the gut lining. And the fifth R is to restore that mind-body balance. This is the five R program to help your microbiome. We hope this helps you understand what may be going on in your gut and in your microbiome. Microbiome imbalances often are ignored by conventional medicine. And this really leads to long-term debilitation, chronic disease, and poor health. So just remember that it's your body and you're the best judge of whether it's healthy or not. So if you think something's wrong, don't stop searching until you get the help and the guidance that you need. Thanks for being with us today here on the Dr. Lime Show. We hope that you found this information helpful. If you did, please subscribe to the channel so we can continue to bring more great content to help your health. And if you know anyone else who might find this show helpful, please share it with them. Remember that we're here to empower you to take control of your health. This podcast has been produced and broadcast solely for informational and educational purposes by Lamb Clinic. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The products and supplements discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your own doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and Lamb Clinic does not endorse or accept responsibility for any of the statements and views made by guests. The views and opinions of guests in the podcast are their own and do not reflect those of Lamb Clinic. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on the podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in the products or services referred to herein.
Podcast listeners should always seek the advice of their physicians or other qualified health providers with any questions they may have regarding their own medical conditions. Podcast listeners must always continue to follow the advice of their personal physicians for all of their medical needs.